As Donald Trump plods forward in his presidency, the world is in upheaval. As the protests continue against him, wars and rumors of wars are ever increasing. And on April 3, there was another terror attack, this time in Russia. Uh, of this terror attack, the BBC reports, St. Petersburg Metro bombing, a possible suicide attack. I look at that and go, a possible suicide attack? Still, according to the BBC and much of the mainstream media, the jury is out on, on what this was all about. But the article goes on to say the St. Petersburg Metro explosion was caused by a bomb possibly detonated by a man whose body parts were found on the train, Russian investigators say. Monday's blast between two stations killed 14 people and injured almost 50. Kyrgyzstan's security service named the suspect as Akbarjan Jalilov, who was born in the Kyrgyzag city of Osh in 1995 and had obtained Russian citizenship. His name was later confirmed by Russian investigators who said he also planted a second bomb that did not explode. Of this terror attack, the BBC goes on and reports, world leaders have rallied behind Russia in condemning the blast. The White House said President Donald Trump had spoken to Mr. Putin by phone and offered full support in bringing those responsible to justice. German Chancellor Angela Merkel described the blast as a barbaric act. And UK Prime Minister Theresa May said she had written to President Putin to offer her condolences. This shows the terrible terrorist threat that we are all facing, she added. What I find most disturbing in most of the news that's coming out is so many, including the BBC, still will not say that this is an Islamic attack. Some are starting to say it, but still many aren't. I'm thinking, how many more attacks must there be? Or will the world, will the world leaders ever stop and admit that these things come from an Islamic base? Continuing, think of this. Muslim terror attacks have become an almost daily experience. And the mayor of London recently stated, now get this, that people just need to accept terror attacks, quoting him, as part and parcel of life in a big city. Why would he say that? Well, he's Muslim. Then we throw in the threats from the president of Turkey, who the independent quotes as saying, Turkish president threatens to stir up the world if banned from giving speeches in Germany. What kind of veiled threat is that? What does that mean? Stir up the world. When I look at this, I must ask, where's all of this leading? Well, eventually, Russia, get this, will attack Israel and the main players will be Russia, Turkey, and Iran. Could Putin consider that an attack on Israel will give him some type of security from Muslim invaders? Well, I don't think that is what Putin would actually believe. Nevertheless, things are escalating in the area of the Gog, that would be the Russia-Turkey-Iran invasion of Israel, that the Bible said would happen in the last days. Now think on this. On Friday, March 17, I was in Tel Aviv with a tour group. Unknown to us was that while we were touring and enjoying the sights and remembering that this land belongs to God, on that same day, at the same time, Israeli fighter jets crossed the Syrian border and carried out bombing raids against targets that were believed to be Hezbollah. And the target was Hezbollah advanced weapons transfers. Uh, guess who was involved in the weapons transfer? Russia. 
There's so much to say on this. Uh, Russia is preparing for war if Syria is its stronghold. Uh, meanwhile, Hezbollah appears to be getting ready to launch a full war against Israel from the area of Lebanon. Uh, folks, things are escalating and Israel will soon be at war. Uh, not only that, but Israel has already made plans to evacuate its people from all of the northern area of Israel. Uh, they know a major attack from the north is coming. They expect it to be the worst attack they have had to date. But there is more. On that same Friday, March 17, after Israeli jets targeted the assumed Hezbollah weapons transfers, Syria launched several anti-aircraft missiles which pursued the IDF jets back into Israeli airspace. Uh, Israel was then forced for the first time to deploy the new aero defense system, which according to the Israeli government, successfully intercepted Syrian anti-aircraft missiles just moments before they hit the retreating Israeli jets. Uh, think of these words from Matt Ward. He writes, an approaching point of crisis. Shortly after the successful bombing raid, this one that I just spoke of, Israel's ambassador to Russia, Kerry Corin, was summoned to Moscow to hear the Russian deputy foreign minister deliver a stern and severe rebuke, warning Israel in no uncertain terms not to interfere again in Russian plans for Syria. Wow, Russia, Syria, Hezbollah, Lebanon, all of these different things, Iran, all from the north going on, and again, Russia behind this whole thing. Matt Ward goes on to write, Israel views war with Hezbollah as being a certainty at this point, and there is a belief that this unavoidable future conflict will be different from those fought in the recent past. The IDF believe that in the next war, unlike previously, Israel will sustain serious numbers of casualties. I wouldn't say the next round of violence with the Iran-backed terror group would result in mass casualties among Israel's civilian population, but close. Wow, this is what Israel is expecting. He continues, under the direct military cover of Russia and using the fight against ISIS as a convenient excuse, Iran has been flooding Syria with both men and weaponry as well as reinforcing Hezbollah. All this is for one purpose alone, to bring the fight directly to Israel. He continues, yet this fragile and dangerous situation is further complicated by one issue over which Israel has no influence or control, Russia. Hezbollah and Iran's obvious reliance upon Russian military cover in Syria presents Israel with a huge strategic problem. Wow, I look at this and I think this is crazy. And think, think of this, of those missiles, the missiles that Syria launched at Israel at the jets. What if those missiles launched by Syria were not successfully intercepted and did not hit the targeted Israeli aircraft? Would they have landed in a populated area of Israel? Would they have landed in Tel Aviv? Israel's response would be immediate and horrific. Would it be the end of Damascus, as Isaiah the prophet said, would happen in the last days? Folks, all this is a reminder of the times that we live in. Things are progressing and events are happening that point to a soon return of the Messiah. So I've got to ask you this question. Are you ready to meet him? Uh, listen carefully. The Bible is true. The Bible is factual. Jesus came the first time to save those who would believe in him from their sins so that when they die, they would not be judged for their sin. 
Listen, the Bible's very clear. There's no other name under heaven by which you can be saved. You must trust in Christ for the forgiveness of your sin. Listen, all of the Bible points to Jesus coming again. All of the Bible also tells us that one day we are going to meet our maker. We are either going to stand before him in forgiveness or we are going to be judged because we refused his forgiveness. Uh, listen, are you ready to meet him? Are you ready to meet the Lord? Do you want to know that when you die, you're forgiven and you're going to be in the presence of the Lord in heaven forever and ever and not judged for your sin and separated from him in hell? If so, then pray this with me. If you want to know that you're going to heaven, pray this with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner, but I want to be forgiven. Right now, I repent of my sin and unbelief, and I surrender to you as Lord. I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Listen carefully. If you prayed that and you meant it, this is what I want to encourage you to do. Go to our website, endtimestv.org. Click on the Know Jesus section. There you can find out what it means to know the Lord Jesus Christ, what it means to repent, and what it means to walk with Him. And also, listen, I would love to hear from you. Send me a note. You can send it through email, through the Contact Us section. I would love to hear from you and know that you watch this program. That's an encouragement to you. And also that perhaps you even ask Christ to forgive you of your sin after you watch this and you prayed with me. Until next time, God bless.